Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in position with that Intel Edge at GaryAshton.com. Of course, you know TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch will help get you right ahead of this summer. Summer is creeping ever closer. You want to get your fitness journey started today. Go to TrueMathFitness.com and see the best possible results. Uh, of course, Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action. Download the Superbook app today, whether it's the NBA, NHL, MLB, or all of your favorite major sports. All the best odds boosts and promo bets are available to you in the Superbook Sports app. So uh, the AFC South has been historically a division that is scrutinized, right? Whether it's for the level of play, whether it's for the talent or lack thereof, whether it's for uh, underachieving in certain elements, if you want to look at Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, as far as talents who have obviously established themselves as, uh, I mean, certainly more Peyton in this in this light because of Luck's retirement. We'll talk about the Luck situation here in just a second. But like Peyton Manning was an underachiever in the AFC South, right? He uh, he only won the one Super Bowl with the Indianapolis. He went to two with Indy, but obviously was a regular season quarterback in ways that he is continually criticized for. So the AFC South has always been a scrutinized division, but it also has some of the most interesting characters in NFL ownership out there. The Titans included with Bud Adams as their founder. So today, uh, or at some point in the last 24 hours, I saw a story uh, from the uh, from um, the Washington Post about the Colts asking the NFL to look into whether Washington tampered with Andrew Luck. I'm going to give you the details of this story here in just a second because, uh, oh, and as a matter of fact, um, there is a video on the uh, Pat McAfee show broadcast with McAfee and um, rap sheet on Pat's Twitter account, Bert, if you might be able to snag that quickly. If not, no worries. I have other options available to me. But in looking at the uh, Colts situation, the quarterback situation, the Titans have been able to keep a, a pretty decent grip on the division. Obviously, the Jags won it last year. and The Titans fell quite short down the stretch in the final basically half of the season, the Titans have been able to be good or better in the division than they have been in years past because the Colts couldn't figure out the quarterback situation. The uh, Texans were okay with Watson at times, but were never really, really uh, operating at a high level. And the Jags have, until just recently, been hapless, right? They've got the one AFC championship appearance with Bortles, and beyond that, it's just been kind of 20 years of mediocrity for the most part around Jacksonville. 
So with all the different teams that you look at, who's the most dysfunctional AFC South team of the Colts, Texans, Titans, or Jags? Who is the most dysfunctional team in the AFC South? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Puka's asking if my tongue's still blue. I actually haven't looked at my tongue in several hours, but um, you know, not to be rude, I'll go ahead and stick my tongue out. A little bit of remnants of blue, but we're making it uh, at this point. No, no remnants of the hot chip at this stage. But which is the most dysfunctional organization in the AFC South at this point? MB says the Texans won more division titles than the Colts. That's right. The Colts haven't won. MB makes a good point. The Colts have not won a division title. It's been since like 2012, right? It's been a long time, and they have been um, really, really hapless. Now, uh, Houston... You know, whether they had good years with Schaub and Gary Kubiak, they had good years with Watson and Bill O'Brien, um, but were really never to accomplish much in the playoffs. If I remember correctly, Indianapolis, with luck, did play in an AFC championship game because that's where that ridiculous banner came from. But Houston, I need to go back and look at pro football reference. I don't recall them playing in an AFC championship game in recent memory. There might have been a Watt... Uh, a Watt Watson year that I'm forgetting. Maybe it was the letter jackets game. I don't recall, but um, I don't think that Houston has played in an AFC championship game. Certainly not won an AFC championship game at this stage, Houston and Jacksonville. In fact, are two of the uh, two of the um, remaining NFL teams that have never played in a Super Bowl. Titans have at least played in a Super Bowl. So who's the most dysfunctional team in the AFC South? It's your two rivers Ford take as always. It's presented by two rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford today and get the best in quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, as you look at the circumstances for the AFC South, you know that the Colts, Texans, Titans, and Jags have have all had periods of dysfunction. The Jags, just because they had a good season or a good end to their season, right? Remember, they started two and six. Um, the uh, the Jags have been a picture of dysfunction, right? No matter what they do, no matter how much talent they get, they've not been able to put it together. Now, it seems like they've got something in the combination of Doug Peterson as the coach and Trevor Lawrence as the co- quarterback, but ownership, poor ownership groups can always derail the best of coaches or talent, right? The same guy that hired Doug Peterson also hired Urban Meyer to come into Jacksonville, right? And we all know how spectacularly that blew up. The Titans are have been far more stable in the last couple of years than they have been, you know, in previous iterations, right? Before Amy Adams Strunk took over, you could very easily make a case for the Titans as, as, a, uh, as one of the, if not the most dysfunctional organization of the division. That seems to have largely ironed out. But I will say that because I know more about them and about the inner workings of them, that they are certainly not without their dysfunctions. Now, you know, some of these things are some of these things you hear in passing, some of these things you um, see while you're at the facility and stuff like that, or, you know, you hear talking to people just in general conversation around league events and stuff like that. So the Titans have plenty of dysfunction. But I will say that at least from the top down, they are a more well-managed organization than you could argue the other three, right? Houston just went through this whole thing with the NDAs and Watson. Um, while it looks like they may have 
a good uh, situation now with D'Amico Ryans and a young quarterback. They've blown that up before. And now they've, again, Houston has had success, but um, it's not something that I necessarily trust them to be able to do on a recurring basis. They're uh, the owner of the late, I believe, Cal McNair was the uh, owner of the Texans who passed away. And then his son, maybe he might be a junior. I can't remember the McNair who's now running the Texans organization as the controlling ownership face there. But uh, I know that they have had spurts of just wild dysfunction that, you know, winning sometimes covers up. The Colts are interesting, right? Because Indianapolis has been the darling of the division for forever and ever, amen, except really not in the last couple of years. And while I do love him and while I do enjoy him, I think Jim Irsay and just general erratic behavior is a big part of some of the dysfunction that we now see boiling to the top. Now, they may get it right with Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, and we may be poking fun at the Colts now to, you know, to no avail in the coming months or the coming season. They may have hit on a generational talent. We'll see what happens with Anthony um, in the Colts offense with a uh, with a head coach who understands how to develop that position particularly well. And this video that we're going to play for you of Jim Irsay has nothing to do with his capabilities or lack of capability of handling an NFL organization well. It's just a funny Jim Irsay video. Because Jim Irsay is one of the of of NFL owners of the uh, billionaires and multimillionaires who are con- who are controlling NFL ownership groups. Jim Irsay is among the most erratic and interesting. Right? He's got a he's got a very you know to put it diplomatically colorful background. Um, he is the one that the NFL put out there uh, to kind of um, push Dan Snyder into the initial start of selling, right? Jim Ursay was out there on the forefront saying, Dan Snyder can throw all the dirt that he wants at uh, NFL ownership. I'm going to come out there and say that he needs to be out because my dirt's already out there. Suck it, Dan, right? In not so many words. So I'm going to play this Jim Ursay video for you here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the great people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address Without the stress, get the Intel edge you need to succeed with the favorite team of your favorite teams. The Ashton team is the team that your favorite teams trust, like the Nashville Predators. That's why they're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, of the primetime show, and of my radio show. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So uh, looking around at the AFC South, you could make an argument for all four of these teams. Um, being various levels of dysfunction. Uh, MK Zipper Club says Colts division titles nine, Texans six, Titans four, Jacks two. Uh, I don't, I'm not uh, able to fact check those numbers in real time, but I think that would probably align with what they were able to accomplish. Uh, Super Bowls for this group of teams, the Colts are the only ones that have a ring, right? They have a ring. Uh, with the Texans and Jags having never appeared in a Super Bowl and the Titans having lost by a yard. So I think when you look at the uh, I think when you look at the divisional situation for the for the AFC South, each has their own brand of dysfunction. But Indy is the most difficult one to kind of predict, which is why Jim Irsay is so much fun to pay attention to on social media. You good man. 
has taken money, my hard-earned money, from my family. And this is just a threat today. But it shall be followed through, my big man, if I do not see 620 pence delivered to my castle by Friday. To hell with you and your urines. That's Jim Ursay. He's uh, he puts out videos like that on a regular basis. He also does stuff like updates from the war room, right? While the Colts are doing their draft, he also tweets stuff like Colts fans. We took Anthony Richardson on night one. What if we took Will Levis on night two? Like this is just who Jim Ursay is, and I love him for it. But it's also not somebody who's he's not the picture of stability, right? Now, very few of these owner ownership groups are. Like, we know very little about them. They're not terribly well covered. They have their own network to keep people from covering them too closely. Um, And we find out things about, like, the Arizona Cardinals ownership being apparently a horror show in ways that none of us have ever really thought about because we don't know a lot about Michael Bidwell, for example, the owner of the Cardinals. Ursay is a different kind of erratic, right? Um, And that's him. He's apparently going to be in a Netflix show, American Five Eagle. That's the head of the cult security with Jim Ursay. Uh, running lines, right? Because that's what Jeremy Ursay does. And that's there's nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean that he can't run an NFL organization, but he's just he's just a very unique individual. This is why owners need to just sign the checks and stay out of management's way. Sure, but that never happens. And B, that never happens. Who is an ownership group that truly, truly at their core signs the checks and gets out of management's way? Um. You might say that you don't see a lot of meddling around the Titans. I would say that plenty of meddling goes on on a regular basis. Uh, you would say that uh, you would say that I think like an organization that comes to mind that's close to that is like the San Antonio Spurs, right? They have been content to uh, get out of Greg Popovich's way, and I can't remember the general manager who's been there for an eternity, right? But there are very, very few examples of owners. Who, oh, by the way, who are entirely right to meddle with these things. They don't give a damn if it's done well. As long as it's done their way and done to their specifications, it's their thing, right? It's literally their plaything. It's a toy. It's a billionaire's toy, right? So why shouldn't the owner be able to do what it wants with the billionaire toy, right? It's, I, I get what you're saying. If they want to, you know, largely do these things well by the people who they pay to run them, but also they could get a whim and want a quarterback and not give a shit about all the other things that are being done well in an organization without them meddling. Um, I think ownership is entirely within their rights to meddle. Like I said, it's their business. It's their thing. It is literally their property. But, uh, you know, I completely understand why fans don't like it. If you're a fan of, uh, if you're a fan of a certain club who has a meddlesome owner, shout out the Dallas Cowboys. And that probably wears on you from time to time. And you know who doesn't give a single solitary damn? Jerry Jones, because he's having the time of his life being the Dallas Cowboys owner. Now, uh, when you look at the most stable organizations in the AFC South, if we think the Colts are the least stable organization in the AFC South, and I would make that case on a regular basis, though it remains to be seen what Steichen and Richardson will be able to do together. I just don't trust um, things at the top of an ownership structure with Jim Irsay. But I do think when you look around the AFC South, there has been signs of growth from all of these franchises, and they project to be a lot more interesting in the coming years, whether that's the Titans with Will Levis, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, Anthony Richardson and the Colts, and of course Trevor Lawrence in place in Jacksonville. 
Um, and B says, I don't care either because I don't follow the Cowboys. Sure. But I'm, I'm saying like, like to, to just assume that Amy and Amy Adams Strunk has done very well in this, uh, in this role. But I will also say to you that it is not, she is not a perfect owner by any stretch of the imagination to hear people who have worked for that organization and to hear some of the things that they feel about Amy from time to time. It is not, you know picture perfect all the time sunshines and roses and butterflies and things of that nature doesn't mean that she's not doing a good job at it just means that it's not as seamless it might as it might appear externally now we can talk about the most functional uh least dysfunctional organization in the afc south right after i remind you guys and you can submit your nominations right after i remind you guys that true math fitness in the gulch will get your fitness journey started today they will Get you your first workout free, as a matter of fact. To try TrueMath Fitness for yourselves, you can go to TrueMathFitness.com. You can sign up for one of their great classes. And if you're a Middle Tennessee resident, you can try it for free. I love the group classes. I enjoy it very, very much. I enjoy working with their coaching staff because I'm somebody who needs to be motivated anytime I go to work out. I if I go to a, if I go to a you know an open gym, I will lose more time of my day than I actually need to lose without being as productive as I need to be. I love True Math Fitness's classes. They're 40 minutes in and out. They are very, very um, specifically designed on a daily basis for different parts of your body to maximize your abilities without overexerting you. No workout is ever recycled or repeated at TrueMathFitness.com. Go check out all of their great membership options. So uh, looking around at the... uh, at the situation for the most normalized organization in the AFC South or the least dysfunctional organization in the AFC South. The Titans are a good, in in the last couple of years, the Titans would probably project that. Now, I do think that as long as Shad Khan does what MB earlier suggested, which is sign the checks and get out of the way, I think the Jags can be completely fine. There's a lot of people I know in the league, who I really like and respect that work in Jacksonville. And obviously, Jacksonville does not have a reputation for being a well-run NFL football club. That's just not who they've been in their history. Doesn't mean they can't be at this stage. I would say that the Titans in the last, we'll call it, you know, the last decade of AFC South football have been more stable than the other three clubs. Although Indianapolis uh, and Houston have both made cases Jacksonville far more erratic and again Amy Adams Strunk not without her flaws though she has done a tremendously better job than her predecessors in the running of this organization to her credit uh, Miss Amy has done very very well in that regard but like I said no you know nobody loves everything that goes on in a place of business whether it's you know your workplace my workplace or working for Amy, Amy Adams Strunk with the Titans uh it is it is it is since Amy took over the Titans at this stage. And that's not, you know, you guys know I don't have any homerism about that. You guys know that I bust their ass um, on a regular basis when they deserve it. And they do quite often deserve it as far as on-field product is concerned. Uh, But I will say that I do appreciate how much better things seem to work from the time that I arrived here in Nashville when it was still a faceless ownership structure where it was just a list of of Bud Adams' children's names as far as who was involved where and who would be doing what and you know Kenneth Barclay Adams and all these you know all these kind of names that sounded like made up made up until you you know googled them and found out they were actual real people and not you know uh, Richie Rich characters or something like that James Bond villains Barclay Adams sounds like a 
sounds like a bad guy in a in a in a Marvel movie. Um, but I think that uh, I think that looking uh, at what the Titans have done, what the Titans have been able to accomplish, they are at least in the last couple of years, they have been a far more stable organization than the rest of their peers, um, at least in the AFC South. And I think, you know, credit where credit is due on that. Now, how they continue to manage into this next generation of Titans football, I'm fascinated to watch. But certainly, uh, they are well underway with Rand Carthon, Mike Frabel, and Amy. And uh, we'll see what dividends that pays. All right, let us welcome Bert in. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Uh, it has been quite an eventful day in the lives of Bert and I, and I think by extension, many of you guys. We will do that uh, here in just a second. What's the spiciest food you've ever eaten is my question for you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What is the spiciest food you've ever eaten? Because I had an experience today, let me tell you, that was deeply, deeply uncomfortable. We'll do that and welcome Bert in for In Case You Missed It right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the app today. It's so much fun, clean, easy to use, great odds boosts and promo bets. And they will even give you $250 in free bets when you download, deposit, and wager in the same day. Superbook makes the gambling process fun. They always get you the best odds boosts, as I mentioned and they always find different ways to get you involved with your favorite major sports. Whether you're betting the playoffs in uh, in the NHL or NBA tonight, whether you're betting on Major League Baseball during the day, during the weekdays, and the USFL on the weekend, Superbook Sports is your place to wager. So download the app, go to superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Go ahead, Bert. How's that mouth feeling, buddy? Doesn't, doesn't feel great. We uh we have been well actually I'm okay now. Like I do think I'm legitimately okay now. Um, but I think that there was a period of about four hours today in which I thought I might actually die. The shit's not fun. Yeah. And uh, I, I looking in your face when you the heat finally hit you, I felt super bad for you. Did like, you? I, 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 in the midst of my laughter, you might have that question whether I was enjoying myself or, or you know, uh, who I know didn't care about my pain and my suffering. Your, uh, your colleague and, uh, and the executive producer of the radio show who was maniacally grinning the entire time while I was suffering with a, uh, cartoon character mustache, sh- uh, drawn onto his face by yours truly. Well, not yours. Truly, That's true. Yours truly. Yeah, my, my truly, yours truly, it's me. Uh, yes. But but in case you're wondering how we got here, uh, I made a bet with Buck. Uh, a list came out as they were going to have a fake draft, go through the first 32 picks, let all the teams pick so they understand the process. And there was one name on there, Emmanuel. <laughs> that is what it's greeted like, me. It's like he's here. It's like Oops. he's here. Uh there you go. You figured it out. You got us back. Uh, with those picks, one man, Emmanuel Forbes, was on there. And I said, he'll be a first-round pick. And Buck said, no, he won't. To which I said, would you like to bet? And I don't know how we got a one-chip challenge out of it, but I think it Luke- was, Lucas had one in his cl- in his pantry at home. Somebody gave him one for Christmas, which means that thing is at least six months old. So we made the bet. Of course, Emmanuel Forbes was picked at number 16 by the Commanders. So Buck had to eat the one chip. Uh, and I'll show you a little teaser. Here, Here is how the, the proceedings started. Watch this. 300 people are on the YouTube chat. All right, it's time. I'm I'm literally sweating. Okay. Uh, one here, more. 
Dave, is, Dave in the YouTube chat says it made him learn Spanish. So some, some good things. <laughs> no, wait, now Spanish. this isn't this isn't blue. It's green. Eat the chip, man. Put it. Come on. Eat the chip. Oh pitch it to poles. Just do it. Just rip, the the rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid. Oh, oh no! <laughs> they do it in one swift motion. Pole. It's on it. And now the polls have to be updated. We've reached a crucial point in the show. It's time to update the polls. Take my hand. Get to the chopper. Lucas Panzica will give us the final update. Why am I yelling? It's giving me a headache. But it's only a headache. It's not a tumor. Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. Why am I yelling? Eat the chip. <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad and you're kind of a badass about it i was like instead of swallowing the milk just put it in your mouth swish it around and spit it out and you're like no i'm done with milk i don't i need no more milk i'm going home i'm tired of this I'm i yeah no the milk was all like, like there were se- again there were several port uh, parts of my day in which i thought i might die like just hu- hovering <laughs> over my toilet contemplating um, you know, self-harm or, you know, just hoping that somebody would take this praying for the sweet, sweet release of death is what was happening for about three and a half to four hours after the radio show today. I've just gotten up and been able to do things like a normal human being within the last two hours. And I understand it. I get it. I did it, uh, two years ago. Uh, in the time that it took me to eat the chip and it hit me, I ended up, uh, sitting in a cold shower with my mouth open, begging to God, like, just take me. I'm over it. I've had a great life. Just take me in this pain right now. Uh, <laughs> that chip was from 2022. No. That was the new chip. That was the blue chip. Yeah. You're 2022 the- is still last year. Okay. Like <laughs> your, still last year. That's your tongue looking. Stick your tongue out. Oh, it's not even blue anymore. You're good now. You're good now. Yeah, no one's because I literally, it was, I, I almost stuck it in an acid bath to try because acid would be preferable to what was coating my tongue and mouth. It do, I can't imagine it felt good. Uh, here, here's the end of it. Bud, your thoughts? Are he's you taking looking, his headset off. He's gone. Where are you going? He's leaving. Where are you going? Oh, his eyes are watering. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, he's going to get the toilet paper. <laughs> Name an NFL team with the worst wide receiver room than the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Bucket has, I guess that's the little giants, the picture that he's put in there. Cyrus says it doesn't exist. Matthias, Matthias, hope I'm saying that correctly, says Falcons. Packers, Texans are all quite poor, but the Titans take the cake. This is the worst thing I've ever done. Oh, no, it's not. It's terrible. What's the most ridiculous thing you saw from a Swifty this weekend? Mahogany says, dressed up in their era gear while at a week stop. (laughs) Uh, Will says, lining up to look at a bench in the park. You misspoke earlier. You said that bench has nothing to do with Taylor. That's wrong. Apologize. you. She used to read in Centennial Park. It's in her song lyrics. It's very special to her. He's drinking the milk. He he's struggling. He is this. almost doubled over. I I am. Do not touch your eyes. To you. Do not touch your eyes. Which Titans jersey number gives you the most PTSD? Chris says it's number twenty-five. The Super Bowl blown coverage. Puka says ten. Vince Young, Jake Locker, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, let's not. Let's come out. Oh, Des Fitzpatrick. Excuse me. Ryan Fitzpatrick did not wear ten with the Titans. Kenneth says between Julio and Woods, the number two receiver jersey is haunting me. Oh my God! It's on my keyboard. It's on no! your keyboard. <laughs> oh no! 
are, you, are you not wearing the gloves? I no. I he it, took like, the gloves off. It, it, there was shrapnel. <laughs> Slay says, "Touch your eyes." Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! My like my chest is pounding. If we oh. sell another ten tic- tickets, Buck will touch his eyes really. He quick. will eat another chip. He will eat another chip if we sell ten tickets right now. Oh my God! I can't. Those are the polls. God, it just uh, enough. No, I no, can't no. do anymore. Right no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't hear a damn word. We did that for six minutes. I didn't hear a damn word either of you said to me. All I could hear was, again, the sweet sound of death coming for me to make sure that I did not see the light of day. That's all. Through blearied eyes and a haze of ghost pepper and scorpion pepper powder or whatever the hell they put on those things. I I was, listen, I paid. You guys came through. The audience came through. People bought tickets to the install live show. Tickets are still available at 1045thezone.com. We just want to throw a bigger party than we're already going to throw in a couple of weeks. And so to pay off that, in order to juice the ticket sales, I uh, I juiced myself, and it was deeply unpleasant. Yeah, you did a great job. I kept thinking, like, this is probably the longest poll segment he's ever had to go through. Because you're just like, please, God, please end this. I'm tired of being on camera. I'm tired. I love I when your hands you, threw up. You threw your you hands understand up. that I was like, like, I couldn't see anything. I completely forget. It's the first time in my life. Bert, <laughs> do you understand it's the first time in my life where I haven't been aware that I'm on camera? Like, I just completely <laughs> lost any sense of what was going on in just, like, fight or flight situation. Like, we talked about this on the phone, you and I. You you want to fight, you want to flight, you can't do either because the shit is just sinking into your skin, your fingernails, your tongue, your intestines. I thought I felt like I was getting poisoned for two hours after the radio show. I would rather do that, that specific thing that everybody just witnessed again before I would do the two hours after the radio show again. That was way worse, way worse. You did a great job, buddy. We sold some tickets, but if you didn't get your ticket today, tell them where to get it. 1045thezone.com with a big old bar in the middle of my face. That's much better in the middle of my face. The install, the live taping. We're going to break down the entire Titans draft class. It's rookie mini camp this weekend. I'm going to be out there. Will Levis, uh, Josh Wiley, uh, uh, Colton Dow, they're all in town for rookie mini camp this weekend. Greg and I are going to break down the tape with you guys. It's going to be a great time. There's a lot of tickets that have already gone, but we have a venue that's that seats 250 people. So, you know, if we got like to, I said, if we sold 70, I'd be happy. I want to see if I can sell this thing. If we can sell this thing out collectively, I think this has the potential to be really, really fun. Xavier Cohen says it's a Saturday. Yes, it's a Saturday downtown Nashville. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. The tickets are only 25 bucks. Cause we, we said, we said we would, we would, I would do the hot chip challenge today. If somebody bought 10 tickets, right? If people bought 10 tickets, to go to the install show, and then people bought individual tickets, and then all of a sudden somebody bought eight tickets, and then I saw somebody else later bought four tickets, right? So uh, somebody spent $250 just to watch me suffer on the radio show today, and we're very grateful for those who uh, wanted to uh, relish in my pain, um, but also purchase tickets for a really, really fun night. It's going to be great. So I uh, hope to see you guys out there. Greg and I are going to have a great time. We've uh, we've got a lot of special guests that are planned for this event. I think we're probably going to wait to announce them until the week of. 
Um, but if you want to get ahead of that, 1045thezone.com is where you go. Sean says, I'll buy 10 tickets right now for that. Well, like I said, go to 1045thezone.com. It's going to be great. I think I'm going to, I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I'm just, I'm thinking out loud in uh, ways. I think I'm going to invite a couple of like former Titans players to come hang out. I don't know what like Ben Jones is doing. I'll probably text Ben, see what, uh, see what Keith Bullock's got going on. I'm going to send a couple texts out, uh, in the next couple of days and see if we can't make it like a whole, a whole kind of a night with uh with a really really special event greg's flying in from nfl films headquarters in philadelphia it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really cool and we're excited to get to put it on and so if i gotta do a one chip challenge every once in a while to you know get a few extra tickets out there then that that was uh, i was glad to do it by the way maybe we do it this way bert if you guys have funny things that you would like us to do on the radio show in an effort to, uh, you know, further mass ticket sales like that. Buck does bath salts and has to eat an Ikea work desk during a full Lucas show. <laughs> I, I'd i buy 10 tickets to see Buck do that COVID milk crate challenge. I would do the milk crate thing. I would try the milk crate thing, but it would, it would be, you would like, it would have to result in a total of 50 tickets. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm now I'm, I'm going to make it a smaller thing because I'm not going to break my leg for this, but I will say, if there are, what's today, Monday, May 8th, between now and next Monday, if 50 of you buy tickets, you don't have to buy 50 individual tickets, but if 50 of you buy tickets, screenshot those, uh, you know, the the receipt of purchase and send it to me on Twitter or Instagram, at Buck Rising, um, I'm down to do the Milk Crate Challenge. I will do this shit because, you know, I just want to... I want to throw a big party. I think if I can, I think if uh, whatever you guys need to do to be a part of that, I think the event is fun enough without all the uh, stupid shit, but I'll do the stupid shit too. I'm down. 50 tickets says, uh, what is it? Jamaster gaming uh, on, uh, on YouTube, 50 tickets, take my card. Uh, Ken Kaniff says, do a whole show on shrooms. It's just, you know, I would do one of those chocolate bars, but it's not legal here, you know? Like, I would so be down if we were in a state where that was legal. But, of course, I don't want to get arrested for doing something like that on air. And my bosses would probably fire me. Karen O'Keefe, who also was very kind and can't attend, but did buy a, uh, a live show ticket to uh, for us to give away to an audience member, which we were very grateful for, Karen, as well as uh, some other audience members in the radio show, too. She says, be careful what you ask for. I, listen, I will do, I will do the, uh, I will, I, I am willing to sell my body. I'm not a sex worker. Nobody would want that. But I will I will sell my body in order to sell tickets. I'm down. Uh, Xavier Cohen says, text Will and Taylor. No, I don't want them to ruin it. <laughs> they'll, they, they'll, they'll turn it into a busted episode. And I don't have the energy to try and stop that from happening. Although, I am uh, I'm supposed to uh, meet up with uh, Will for coffee this week. We're going to catch up. It's been a little bit since I've... Uh, had a moment to sit down with the boys, so we'll uh, we'll do that at some point. Um, Buck versus Vrabel, bare knuckle boxing match, but Vrabel's get Vrabel gets to take Angel Dust. Mike doesn't need Angel Dust and kick the shit out of me for funsies. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Like I said, 1045thezone.com for those tickets. If if you guys get to 50 of them in a week, I will absolutely do this milk crate challenge. I don't know even where to find milk crates, but we will do it at this point. Uh Many thanks to Bert for helping out tonight, as always. Radio show tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. We're going to get you ready for rookie minicamp and continue our prospect preview with uh, Will Levis tomorrow. Today we did Skaronsky and Jalen Duncan. So Will Levis tomorrow, if you missed any of the radio show today, including the One Chip Challenge, 
you can go and check out the podcast feed for that as well. Have a great rest of your evening. I will talk to you at some point tomorrow, whether it's on the radio show at 10 or on the primetime show tomorrow night. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.